Economic analysis, market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter, at Africa Beast Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Bashumi are hard-working women, pioneers who cradle the future of the African continent on their backs, shoulders, and hips. We invite all the Bashumi across the continent. Join us every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central African time to discuss business skills for women who want to start their own businesses. Also, every Saturday, 7 p.m. Central African time to discuss law and your rights to inheritance. Our objective is to give socioeconomic emancipation to all women across the African continent. The Bashumi Show. Discover your purpose and follow your path. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal. We are committed to the success of every business in Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. African goddess Lyra cementing your yearn to achieve and recognizing your own strength. And that was Lyra, something inside so strong. I absolutely love the song, Fish. After, it's three, after 10, right on Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. Uh, welcome to another session of Brands of Africa. 
to this today, the coolest show on the land. Hello. (laughs) Where we look at brands who have successfully evolved within branding their strategies and came up with innovative ways to brand their organization. And as always, I'm your host, Mpo Maisa, and riding with my partner in crime, Fred Arthur. Good morning. Thank you for joining us as usual. Uh, Today we look at the concept of brand ambassadorship and what it can do for your brand. Uh, For most businesses, especially startups, getting the word out there about you and your product is essential. And there are many ways to do this, but in most general terms, everything you do to raise your your profile and sell your products will fall into one of the three categories, namely advertising, marketing, and public relations. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for joining us as usual. My name is Fred Artifish. You are definitely on Africa Business Radio, and this is Brands of Africa. Remember to join us on social media. Um, on Twitter, we're Africa Biz Radio, hashtag Brands of Africa. And on Facebook and Instagram, we are Africa Business Radio. We've got an exciting show for you today. Later on our brand, your brand segment, we'll be chatting to a proudly African young entrepreneur, Randani Nebulaudze, an owner of a web development company. And of course, later on, we've got the Brand Your Bulletin, brand bulletin segment, where Paul will be looking at the best brands of the week. Stay with us. resources, economic analysis, market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. The prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal. We are committed to the success of every business in Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Hello and welcome back to Africa Business Radio. This is, of course, uh, Brands of Africa. Please uh, don't forget to hashtag us and let us know what you think about the show. I'm quite excited first to talk about brands um, uh, that have actually 
like brand ambassadorship mm-hmm. and it's 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 quite a lovely topic to talk about because essentially these people make your brands no definitely i mean i think today is a great day to talk about brand ambassadors because um with everything that's been going on in the media with the various brands it's quite interesting um looking at the landscape of media and advertising what has been you know going on and i think unpacking what brand ambassadorship is about will help our listeners to understand how to position their companies properly uh, true, and I'm going to start with actually, you know, unpacking what brand ambassador is. Sometimes it's also called a corporate ambassador. So it's a person who is hired by an organization or company to present a brand in a positive light and by doing so, help to increase brand awareness and sales. The brand ambassador is meant to embody the corporate identity in appearance, demeanor, values, and of course, ethics. Now, the key element of brand ambassadors is their ability to promote, to use promotional strategies that will strengthen the customer service, um, product service relationships and influence a large audience to buy and consume more. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> we've got an audience today, so it's a bit it's throwing us off. <laughs> yeah, because it's always just the two of us, and we usually have like a conversation, I like, know. you know, friends. Ugh. But now, like, there's just like, um, hi, guys. <laughs> an audience. Like, what an audience. Anyway, so, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think throughout the show um, and the past weeks that we've done, we've always spoken about um, how to position your company yeah. and what tools are there for you to position your, your company. I mean, last week we were talking about CSI. And I think today is a nice link to the concept of CSI and the bridge over to brand ambassadors because we know that most brands, especially in the FMCG um, space, they use brand brand ambassadors. And, you know, I think what you've just mentioned really positions the conversation properly to say, you know, brand ambassadors are there to embody the identity of your business, of Mm -hmm. your product. They're actually the ones who own the conversations and can, you know, heighten um, the value of your brand. Mm -hmm. And I think using them um, in the most smartest way can elevate the stance of your brand. Yeah, and you know it also pr- brings us to what a brand ambassadorship actually does to yeah. your brand. It's it's a brand ambassador is known as a positive spokesperson for your brand, an opinion leader, and a community influencer. Which I know we will be also be getting into um, different uh, brands that have actually have. Um, quite prominent celebrity uh, endorsing their brands in Mm. that space. So what I'm thinking about now is Bonang, you know, um, Mm. uh, embodying that Revlon. She's an influencer. You know, when she posts something about, you know, Revlon on on Instagram, you instantly want to know exactly what it is that she's she's talking about. Mm. And she's an opinion leader about exactly... um, and you know, actually, what now that I'm thinking about it, she has quite a lot of them that, and Woolies as well. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Woolies by distraction. Yeah. I mean, every girl when she posts that lingerie on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. you instantly want to buy that because she she's an opinion leader about that particular no, product. I think you know it's it's a two way relationship, and I think when Woolies lashed onto the Bonang brand, mm-hmm. um, you can understand that Woolies is a you know it's that elite yes. sort of um, middle class South Africans who are trying to make. A life for themselves and they want to attract that market but with Banang they wanted the younger edgier mm. um, sort of South Africans 
predominantly female. And I think they did that fantastically by launching a, a lingerie brand. I mean, mm. you know, but um, a beautiful, a beautiful concept, obviously, that has worked wonders. I mean, Bonang is a brand on her own. Mm. And to associate with a brand like that is not only using, not only for your benefit, but actually tapping into what already Bonang can do for herself and actually reaching a new audience. And I think that was a great, great way. I must say, the minute we, 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 we said we're going to speak about brand ambassadors, I immediately thought of the unfortunate incidents between Nike and Oscar Pistorius, oh. which will bring us later to, you know, when we're discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of brand ambassadors. Nike, has, uh, they actually have quite a history with these celebrity endorsements. Mm. I'm also going to talk about Tiger Woods that actually <laughs> dropped, <laughs> uh, suspended uh, his contract regarding his, you know, mm. um, but that's a story for when we um, tap into your conversation. Correct, yeah. Now, bring us into a, a great extension of, of, of this brand ambassadorship is that it's a term that has explained, that has been explained beyond celebrity branding, which we just spoke about, to self-branding or personal brand management. Professional figures such as goodwill and non-profit ambassadors, promotional models, testimonials, and brand advocates have formed, um, has been formed as an extension of the same concept, basically taking into account the, the requirements of every company. No, definitely. So, I think, you know, what this means is that um, for most of the time, obviously, as, and I think based on what I just said earlier about CSI last week, yeah. certain companies obviously use brand ambassadors to position themselves mm. as a caring, um, you know, corporate citizen, because I think that is quite important. It's not only for the glamour or the money or, you know, or for the fun things, but also there's different ways where you know, brand ambassadors can, can position your business. And I think it's important to also remember that brand ambassadors is just not celebrities. Yeah. And I think you're going to talk about that when yes. we talk about the people who actually advocate for your product, whether it's clients or um, referrals, referrals word of mouth, another form of direct marketing that mm. we can look into. But I think brand ambassador is a very broad concept that hopefully by the end of the show, we will have unpacked for everyone to understand yeah. um, the best practice to use brand ambassadors. And I love this quote um, saying remember awareness is fine but advocacy will take your business to the next level Mm. and I think advocacy as you say is is quite key because if other people are talking about your business in a positive light chances of you know everyone else believing you Mm -hmm. are much greater than if if you're just beating your own chest um, saying oh we're great we did this and I think most um, marketing campaigns have seen always say we, you know, there's, we're incompar- incomparable or we the first or that sort of thing. And I'm like, but what proof points do you have to say that you're the first? Because as a consumer, and I'm sitting there, I want to know how you're the first, mm-hmm. who said you're the first, and what, you know, based on what. And I think advocacy, advocacy is probably the best way to look at it. I must actually say I'm one of those people. I'll never buy something unless someone refers me to it. I know. Actually, a new I product. Know. Well, Some I know. Beds. Can we just talk about the time you were referred to by a product on Instagram and it was a disaster? <laughs> when was that? Remember, I don't know if it was you or one of our friends who bought something on that account on Instagram. Oh, it was then, one of our friends. Yes, I remember. Look, and you were in, like, you know, it's a double-edged sword because mm. if someone refers you, but honestly, it didn't come out right. How do but you, it just, how do you but, deal that? But you measure it by someone having a good experience about it. Mm. So if you say that you've used a certain product and it works well and this is you advocating for the brand and you've had good experiences about mm. that particular brand, so I would most likely to believe the good side of yeah. it and you know take it as a referral. So mm. I also, uh, most of the products that I buy and most of the things that I do, 
mostly based on people mm. that have referred me. Um, well, of course, it's, it should be products that are not that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you can't be referred to buying a coke or whatever. I mean, it's quite interesting because before the show started, we were having a conversation about my vehicle problems mm. and the brand of car that I'm driving and. You know, it's it's quite of a conundrum because, you know, I've had a great experience for two years and then the third year I'm having troubles with the vehicle mm. and the brand can't sort it out. It's like, okay, do I forget the good and, and, and focus on the bad that's happening now? Mm. And what do I say to you as a potential customer? You said to me, you'd, um, I should, you'd recommend that I shouldn't. You said that, Fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and honestly, I won't because of what you said. Mm. I probably won't. But then again, it's like I'm saying, I've had great two years with the car. Mm. I love the brand. And in fact, I didn't love the brand before. But now the brand is giving me issues. But yeah. I guess it, it, it will depend on how the end result will be. Let's just give I them guess, a benefit yeah, of a doubt. If they definitely. can sort it out without giving you problems, mm. then it will be a good referral. Definitely. Mm. So um, we're going to be talking about reasons why you need brand ambassadors. Brand mm. ambassadors humanize your product. Uh, and, you know, they give that human element. Mm. Like every time, I feel like I'm, I'm repeating myself. Every time we talk about, because what I love about the show, Brands of Africa, is that every single topic that we talk about every week, it ties, it, like it's got a nice synergy that, 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 mm. that ties all the elements of what we are talking about in terms of brands. So um, the, the it, it humanizes your product. So if, if, if I see someone like um, Tiger Woods endorsing a, a Nike brand, I know very well that, I feel like, I feel, you you know, like when we see celebrities, it's almost as if like we idealize them. Mm. But as soon as Tiger Woods wear a Nike, I can wear a Nike. Mm. Tiger Woods can wear a Nike. So it has that human factor to it. it. Does. And that's what I love about it. But I think the other key factor is that, you know, we're an aspirational society. Mm. We want to live. You know, we, there's a certain life you want to live. And brand ambassadors, often particularly celebrities, they embody that life. And yes. once we see that, a Nike, for instance, I mean, we can afford a Nike, but there's certain brands we can't afford. Like, obviously, as when you're looking to brand ambassadorship, you need to look at your target audience and what's going to work for you. I mean, for instance, I'm going to be talking later on about um, George Clooney, who uses um, Nespresso, who's yes. the ambassador for Nespresso. Yeah. And Nespresso machine is quite expensive. It is extremely expensive. Well, for the average middle class African, it's quite expensive. Um, it's a very like it's a luxury product that you have in your house. And using George Clooney obviously is a fantastic use of brand um, ambassadorship. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking then again with Rolex. I mean, at, at some point Rolex was using Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, yeah. I mean, look at the level of of um, brand ambassadorship yes. they're going into target market for that audience. I mean, those people have millions of money, they mm. millions of dollars. They can afford. So, to are you saying in, in turn that it, that, it, that is not quite? human no i'm saying it's it, it it depends on the target audience yeah it is human it brings us to the aspiration as human beings that we want to live a life and once a brand ambassador embodies the aspiration of a life which i mean the, the truth is not all of us are going to be famous actors with mm. millions of, of dollars but the thing is you aspire to be that and by using the same brands as um you know i have the same brands as leonardo dicaprio you know in conversation that is quite that that puts you in that light of aspiration and wanting to live that great life even yeah. if you don't yeah you know? I, I like i like what you said there so brand ambassadors uh, will in turn become more loyal to your products mm. so i think these are the you know the diehard um no matter how your range would change with time but they'll mm. always stick to your brands yeah. i don't have an example of that right now but mm. I, I feel like you know people who advocate for your brand no matter how times will change no matter how mm. uh, post modern you know pr or 
whatever. I don't know. Packaging will yeah. change, but they'll still advocate for your brand. So that's no, but also when you have a brand ambassador, it's like it's funny because we had this conversation I think a few weeks ago when we were talking about digital marketing, and we spoke about um, the chief executive, the chief financial officer of 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 um, Twitter, yes. or was it no no the chief financial officer of BlackBerry who was using an iPhone to tweet, which is quite no. It was the chief. It was the. But one of the executives yes, yes. at one of the brands was using a different brand. And my point is, a brand ambassador is supposed to to be loyal to your brand in that if you've got Benang as a you know as your brand or face of Revlon, mm. she can't be seen using a Mac. Mm. You know, it it, 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 it it distorts the message. Yes. You know, and takes away the authenticity. And I think what this is saying is that when they're going to be loyal to your product because they're supposed to. Mm. They're the, the brand, they need to use it. They need to be able to, under, to unpack what the benefits are. And make you believe in mm. it, actually. Uh, bring us to a third point. Brand ambassadors are your online reputation. They drive customers mm. to you. Actually, uh, as I'm thinking about this, I started using Garnier because mm. Zizo Beta was, <laughs> was uh, the... Because I, I, like, I, I really didn't pay much attention mm. to the brand. But as soon as she became the face of it mm-hmm. and her purity and how she didn't let the industry change her... I liked her and I respected her because she kept her natural hair. So I felt like I needed to, you know, relate to her. And hence, I started using um, Garnier. So as a result, they've generated more sales, I'm sure, from the products that I've been (laughs) buying from Garnier. So, yeah, that is very nice in that that respect. Um, So when you're a brand ambassador, you'll be an an innovator, successful entrepreneur. When you want to actually embark on brand ambassadorships, you'll be, you'll, automatically become an innovator Mm -hmm. successful entrepreneurs take risks and react to the current um, business climate which is now you know looking into this phenomenon replacing a traditional sales force with ambassadors may be just the thing that sets you apart from the competition and increases your bottom line so after the break fish and i are going to be looking at the uh, brands who have gained enormous public perception with aid with uh, from these celebrity endorsements stay with us Tuning to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter at Africa Beast Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. Leadership, business, education, and good governance. What would it take to build a better Africa? Join us on the agenda on Africa Business Radio, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Central African Time. As we discuss these pillars for building a successful Africa, Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa.
Beautiful song, an African diva, Zonke Dikana. What a gorgeous, gorgeous woman! A beautiful song that says, "One day I'll reach it." I think the message of that song is quite—it's quite pertinent to the African continent. And always, we're trying to, you know, give you songs that are uplifting and, you know, help us look forward to the future. Thank you still for for still being with us today. Um, of course, we continue the conversation about brands and brand ambassadors. Remember to get in conversation with us on our various social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Africa Biz Radio, hashtag Brands of Africa on Facebook, and on Instagram, we are Africa Business Radio. Remember, later on, we'll be speaking to a budding African entrepreneur about their journey and their business on, on Brand Your Brand, and Paul will be taking us through the Brand Bulletin of the Week. As we continue the conversation, we're going to look at the core traits of brand ambassadors. Um, I think we've just taken you through why you need to have a brand ambassador uh, for your business, and now we're going to look at the core traits. And obviously, a few questions come up to mind. So what does, what does a good brand ambassador look like? How should they react? Or how should they act? What should they know? If you're in the process of assembling an army of passionate brand, brand advocates, here are six key characteristics you should be looking at. Number one, knowledge. You can't have someone, obviously, who's not knowledgeable, mm. right? Um, but someone must be knowledgeable of marketing and have an appreciation for marketing. And this is not to say that your brand ambassador um, should have a marketing degree, but they should have a basic understanding of marketing's core principles. Specifically, the best ambassadors appreciate the importance of authenticity in modern marketing and grasp the role that digital marketing and social media play in driving high-quality referrals. And, and in essence, they have to, they have to be influencers. Mm-hmm. So if, if your brand ambassador is not influential in that space, then you, you're playing with money. 
You're playing with money. And I think, you know, it's quite important, as we say, they need to at least understand the core principles of marketing. Mm. You know, um, I mean, when you look at your Bonang, your Tiger Woods, your, um, you're talking about Zizo Beta, who remained authentic to who she is. She knew that was her selling point from when she won Miss S18. Yes. And I think back in the early 2000s, that was her selling point because she was authentic. She had dreadlocks on the, on the show mm. when all young South Africans were having weaves. You know, and she remained true to herself because that was her selling point. Mm. And, you know, for Garnier to align with somebody like that, um, who understands what it means to sell a brand, a brand that is authentic, that is real, that's African, they did a good, they, it was a good move. And it was a good extension to her brand as well when, Absolutely. Uh, uh, when, you know, when Miss South Africa ties in with beauty. Correct. I feel like they, they cop, like, they, their brand extension was in line with their mm. core business. And like you said, there was no pressure in the industry no. for her to look like mm. the already existing. Everyone looks the same in the industry. In the industry, absolutely. So I like, um, I, I quite applaud her and um, Nandim Goma for you know mm. remaining That's so true, true yes. to themselves because the the industry has a lot to say about your your identity mm. and your appearance and how you must look a certain way in order to to attract mm. certain things and in order for you to survive within the industry. So I it's think like, in that respect, it's quite amazing. Know, when we're talking about authenticity, I just remembered um, another African icon, Angelique Joe, who was an ambassador for U- United Nations Children's mm. Fund. Um, an authentic woman who's passionate about Africans and, and the children of Africa and has never really conformed to the norm of, you know, the Mm-mm. typical, you know, um, woman of Africa who is, you know, getting into weaves or makeup or she's remained true to herself, a true African who looks like herself. And, and I think for me, when United Nations partnered with her, they knew that she had an influence because most people aspire to be like her. Mm. And she, she, she is influential in the communities, not only in Benin, where she comes from, but across the continent. Mm. You know, she has a presence where people, we know her from South Africa. You know, we know her music, we know her work. People in East Africa know her. People in West Africa know her. So she was a great, um, you know, embodiment of that. Another example for United Nations as well is Yvonne Chaka Chaka, the princess of Africa yes, she's referred to. Um, also a great ambassador for malaria. Um, not because she's had malaria. But, <laughs> <laughs> Let's but hope because not she even. understands the, you know, the impact it has on the yes. continent. And she's a brand that is authentic to, to the African continent. Um, and actually, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the... I don't know if it was... Um, I can't remember her name, but she also has this authentic African mm. look that she embodied the um, Amarula. She was the brand ambassador I, I, of, of, of... I like work. I like work. She is yes, so amazing. That absolutely. Woman. And you know, talking about also the brand extension, mm. they, they needed like an... Because Amarula is from... It's, it's, it's from African. African. Yeah. It's African. People mustn't try and claim that African, Amarula. It? Whatever. It, it's I, I don't know, but I know it's from... Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's within our grounds. Yeah. And that the, the fact that they took... That face and that mm. image of that, you know, chocolate brown, correct African, you mm. know, a young lady who's not, you know, afraid of being African, who's not afraid to be dark skinned, who's, mm. you know, embodying that melanin with confidence. Absolutely, and that's what you know Amarula stands for. I, yeah. I, I really think that was a nice uh, endorsement position. Mm, Where is Alekwek? I haven't seen her in a while. Actually. She lives. I think she lives in the states or you, or you, somewhere in Europe. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, with age, people tend to do different things. But I think she is still modeling. Mm, I'm, okay. I'm not certain. Anyway, number two, an established online presence. This ties back to the first characteristics. 
uh, characteristic, but it's equally important. In order for word of mouth marketing to be successful, you need ambassadors to reach as many people as possible across a variety of channels and platforms. Now, this doesn't mean an ambassador must have 20,000 Twitter followers or thousands of email contacts to represent your brand, but they should have a well-established online presence and a highly engaged network. And again, this speaks to all the ambassadors we've been speaking about, your Banang, your Zizo. They have a very established online presence where they reach a number of people. Mm. And that is what you need. You need a network because a brand ambassador, your your um, your marketing campaign must permeate on fr- from one platform to the other, whether it's a TVC, a radio ad, or you know a Twitter campaign. You know, so from the different platforms, you should be able to land the messaging as a brand ambassador. Mm. And so, if Banang is on TV, has a social media presence, um, as well as print or broadcast, it ties in nicely for Revlon because those are the different channels where you reach your target audience. But then I would imagine that that is part of the contract. I mean, that is mm. part of what you need to be doing for the brand and in order for you to reach the the certain you know um uh, people and mm. audience that they need to reach another great example is this lady who's recently actually got this uh, this endorsement in Tandotu I don't know if you know mm-hmm. her um she's she's just been named uh, the sketches brand ambassador I think this year yeah. and i like about the fact that she's so consistent on on her instagram page mm. she always posts about sketches in the new um the new range of sketches if sketches is a new store you'll you'll know from her so i like in that space how she's she's mm-hmm. online and she's proactive and she's using that online influence because I think she's she's around 180 mm-hmm. something followers if I'm not mistaken but the fact that people see it she's driving sales in mm-hmm. that respect so but I think you need, also it's very important to strike a balance between the obvious marketing campaign and a subtle introduction of a brand ambassador to your brand. I'm thinking here. Um, so, for instance, you mentioning sketches that she's always tweeting and 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 using that. Mm. I think. You, most brands are smart in that you know you need to introduce the concept very subtly let let the brand ambassador use your products without saying oh my god check out these how great they are no 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 mm-hmm. she should be seen in the product mm-hmm. you know she should be seen doing things in the product and not saying anything yes. about oh check this out oh i'm doing this for sketches because then it dilutes the authenticity of that but True. i think Again, it depends on the strategy and the marketing and, and uh, strategy must be very smart in positioning the brand ambassador for, for the product. And number three, a high level of professionalism. Um, while ambassadors won't be employed by your company, these people will be representing your brand. They will be talking about your company, encouraging others to check out your products and services and influencing how others perceive your business. If someone embarrassed themselves on your brand, you'd never hire them, right? Mm. The same standards should be applied to your brand ambassadors. And this book speaks very well to what we were talking about, about Oh, and then Lance Armstrong jumps to mind because mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong was the was the brand ambassador. Was it for Nike as well when he was riding? It wasn't Nike, mm-hmm. but but when he when it when he, they found out that he was doping throughout his career, um, you know, it was such a disaster because now this guy was doping, has won mm-hmm. multiple um, world champions for his career, but now it it turns out he didn't do it legitimately. You know, and that was such a, dis- it was Motorola, that's correct. Um, and it was such a disaster because the brand association with this, with, with this world champion was completely diluted, you know, um, with Oscar Pistorius as well, when he, unfortunately, the unfortunate incidents where he shot his, um, his girlfriend and, and he had to be pulled from Nike, mm. multi-choice also had to be pulled and 
embarrassing scenario, really. And I think when you choose a brand ambassador, you need to be able to to put in context the various incidents that could happen, and you should be able to mitigate them. Yeah, and you know, talking about what uh, Lance Armstrong, mm. um, this uh, I, I remember Tiger Woods was mm. also you know the brand ambassador for Nike, and with his um, scandal as well. Remember, it was actually a whopping 22 million um, decline in sales. Well, that he lost mm. as a brand because um, some of the sponsors that he he lost included, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Katorade, uh, AT and T, Accenture, and um, at least he still has Nike. Wow. It's quite amazing how Nike still, you know, mm. believed in him after all these, um, mm. you know, um, accusations after of scandals. being, yeah, scandals of being uh, sex scandals actually with, you know, cheating with, on his wife. But you know, it's it's quite it's 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 quite interesting how every little thing so so what I'm trying to imagine is that how does how does Nike put how how is it portrayed as being in a in a negative light mm-hmm. when someone does something so like I don't understand how so it ties the thing in. is what the brand ambassador is, remember they're a face of your company. And even though you are not involved in doing the thing, but you're supporting the perpetrator. And I think as people, we're inclined to be negatively, uh, to, to react negatively to whoever is involved with the perpetrator. Mm. Think about it in your social context. If a friend does something to another friend of yours, you're more inclined to agree with the friend who's been wronged, mm. right? And you're going to act very differently to the other friend. It's really that simple. It's a human psychological act that we do. Um, it has nothing to do with Nike, but Nike is supporting this person. I mean, Nike supported Oscar. Oscar shot his girlfriend. You know, um, who, what kind of a brand are you? A classic incident that just happened in South Africa. That was that had nothing to do with the situation. Mm. That's the, what I, that's what I was trying to understand. Guy, that how does it tie in? The white that guy who was attacking the black woman at Spur recently yes. and her child. The white guy was wearing an Uzi T-shirt. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do with the situation. He's not even a brand ambassador for Uzi. Uh, but automatically, social media took that into yeah. contact and said, all people, all wrongdoers always wear Uzi. And guess what surfaced? All the images, all the images of, of guys the, in jail. In court. In court. <laughs> in court wearing, wearing Uzi. Uzi. And automatically, the brand was associated with criminals. With, with criminals. Yes, and so that is really the crux of brand ambassadorship. But it has nothing to do with the brand. Mm. But it's the people who... But again, you know, as a marketer sitting here, you need to question the marketing strategy behind Uzi. It just means that who are we targeting as a brand? Is our target audience perhaps not... Um, you know, not palatable in a sense that the guys who go for Uzi are criminals. But essentially, do they have? Do they actually have control of who buys their products? They don't. Well, well, I mean, you don't, but you do. In a sense that when you sit down and map out your stakeholders, your target audience, who is it? And I'd like Uzi to call <laughs> us and give us an idea of who is your target audience. Why is it that all the people who've got who are received negative in the public? Wear Uzi. I hope none of you guys wear Uzi in this room. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, anyway, let's move on because we're running out of time wow. as usual. We need more time on the show. Um, number number four, we said natural leadership. 
Mm-hmm. Um, think about the people you look for your recommendations. Um, sure, they are knowledgeable experts in a particular space, but you probably seek out their opinions because they also exude um, confidence and positivity traits that you draw in and make you want to listen. These are the same types of people you want representing your brand in the marketplace. True. Number five, a passion for building and growing relationships. Ambassadors are not salespeople heading out to make as many on-time, one-time sales as possible. They exist to foster strong, loyal um, relationships between customers and your brand. Your ambassadors should not only be passionate about and intimately familiar with your products or services, they should also be skilled at making deep connections with others on your behalf. Number six, the ability to gather feedback and provide innovative insight. So no loyalty program is perfect. Neither is any particular brand or service. Inevitably, brand ambassadors will gather feedback based on their experience with your product or services, as well as their conversations with your customers and competitors. This information can provide critical intelligence that helps you provide your referral marketing program. So those are very key six important traits that you need to look into when the characteristics when you look into having a brand ambassadors. And also always bear in mind, you know, the negatives that come with the responsibility of having a brand ambassadors. It can either go wrong or it can go bad. Absolutely right. Should we take a break and when we come back we'll look at the concept the good, the bad the the good, the brand and the ugly. We've really touched on most of this when we're having a conversation. But remember to stay with us. We're on social media. Uh, Twitter, AfriBiz Radio, and on Instagram and Facebook, we are Africa Business Radio. Stay with us. The prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal. We are committed to the success of every business in Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa.
ah sankomota ntate papa africa yes. you know <laughs> i love him so much and i haven't heard a lot of songs from him i hope he's still fine we're still celebrating you Absolutely. celebrating african celebrating being african mm. on the line we are going to be do uh, joined by rendani nevuladzi from Jorin communication technology company that is passionate about offering simplified technology services they offer simplified tailored technology solutions for small and medium size businesses welcome rendani hello thank you thank you uh thank you for inviting me to the show Mr. Nebulawitz, good morning. Your name, well, so his name is actually Nebulawitz, but you know these vendor people with the V's and the B's. <laughs> so, Rendani, um, obviously we've, we've spoken about the name of your business, Joran Communications. Tell us more about what it is that your company does. Yeah, okay, so Joran Communication is, uh, I mean, we've just uh, recently moved to really focus on only web uh, business, which we offer web hosting and support solutions. So what we do offer is uh, web development, mm. uh, which is your website and web design. And then uh, for other enterprises, we offer internet development, which is part of the website because the website but only accessible to internal people, which is the internet. And then we also offer web applications, which are custom-built applications, for instance, for businesses that require custom-built uh, you know, applications that are for them. Wow. And then under our, under our hosting itself, we offer shared and dedicated hosting. Shared hosting, which is like your normal hosting that is offered for small businesses, which is the, uh, the cheaper hosting. And then we have dedicated hosting, which is more for people who want to run like advanced applications, like, you know, if you want to run your own Facebook or you want to run some stuff that, you know, is very dynamic and requires a lot of power. And then with, uh, the last layer will be the support solutions where we offer dedicated support. We have a team of people that are always online to offer dedicated support for all those who want their website to be updated, and, you know, changes, coding, you know, all the support that people need for our clients. So that's our business in a nutshell. Wow, it's quite um, amazing that as a black a black young man, you've decided to go into this, you know, um, digital space. Well, you know, we... A lot of um, people actually, you know, start companies and they don't know about the importance of having that digital, being present within that digital space. Why did you decide to go into your business and what, what um, gap in the market did you see for you, you know, to occupy this type of a business? So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was firstly about the passion of web. I've always loved web. Uh, and uh, secondly, it was when I saw a gap where, you know, I could see that people were creating horrible websites and they were not really providing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were not really providing much value, uh, prices mm-hmm. the money that they were providing. So I saw that there's a gap, you know, if I charge my price and I could still be able to make my margins out of, you know, what people were offering and, you know, and I could still also build something that is of value to people. Mm. So I decided to then say, okay, let me concentrate on, you know, building my business around small businesses. I know there are small businesses that really want to look good online, but yet they have very limited budgets to do that. And that is me, like that is our business. We provide value for for an affordable rate, you understand? And that's where we started. So when we started, when we were busy doing all these small businesses, so other people, other big businesses also start seeing that, you know, these guys are providing value for at this, 
And so we disrupted also the market because we have disrupted a lot of big business in our market in terms of you know offering the same quality of work but at a very affordable price. So yeah, that's that's how we dealt with our oh that's that's our difference or differentiator in the market. Stunning. So Rindani, I mean I know a little bit more about your business, so but perhaps tell us about how you started, how long you've been in the market and really what have been some of the challenges that you faced as an entrepreneur trying to obviously grow um the business, especially in such a I would imagine it's a very competitive space. Um what challenges have you really faced? So yeah, starting the business, I started while I was working full time. I had a job, so I was working in corporate. And you know, um, normally every day I would go home and I would work on the business in the evening. I would call clients, you know. I actually, I was very obvious to my clients that you know I have a full time job. Mm. The normal time that we're going to be able to talk is when I'm after after work. Some of them would use this SMS me during the work. I would tell them that you know we'll talk in the evening. I'll do your stuff, and then normally that's where we start. That's where I started. Mm. Then I started building the business, and I saw that okay. So if I work, I mean normally I would work four hours. And you know, if I work four hours and I'm making, let's just say, I'm making fifteen thousand or even four hours, it was possible for me if I work more than four hours to make possibly thirty thousand or forty thousand. Mm, you get my point? Bowling, then from bowling, there, I yeah. see. <laughs> you bowling. So that's when I, yes, that's when I saw <laughs> that there's a gap that you know you can employ other people and you can have a team, you can do all these things. So. That's where I started. So you, first of all, I mean, for people who haven't started a business, you test the market. Um, for most people who are salaried, they would normally be scared to leave the corporate world because yes, everyone has bills to pay mm. and you know you have commitments every month and that face you. But normally what we do is to be, to start while you're working, test the market, see if you can make the money that you're making while you're still working. And if you feel that strongly, you can work more hours and mm. still make the money that you're making, then you can take that risk. It's a matter of calculating. Remember, when you're a small, when you're an entrepreneur, you need to take calculated risk, not um, uh, not a reckless risk. Calculated risk is calculating that, okay, I can make this. Yeah. And I've seen it, I've tested the waters, I think I can make it. And then there are challenges also when it comes to that. You know, not always do things go on plan, like, you know, you don't always get paid on time, mm. unlike a salary that comes every day, a month and you would finally find it. But sometimes clients pay late, sometimes other clients are not ethical, they don't pay you on time, and they promise you for months and months. So, those kind of things, you must be ready for them, and you know, uh, you must just be ready for that. But, you know, um, the only way to deal with it is also to have a bit of capital and to always use money very wisely. Mm-hmm. You understand? To always have some bit of cash that you know, at least I can start. Especially for someone who's just starting, you just need money to start for two months because yeah. normally people will take like 30 to 60 days to pay you. But after that, yeah, if you're pushing hard and you're working hard, you will just, it will just eventually happen. Fantastic, Rindani. And how does a potential client try and get hold of you? Do you have perhaps um, any contact details that you can leave with us so we can also post them on our social media platforms? Yeah, we have a website, www.joren.co.za, which is joren.co.za. And that's where normally, I mean, we have a lot of forms in there. You can normally go and browse our website, beautiful website, and see what we offer there. And uh, also they can give us a call when we grant uh, at 011-695-4804, 011-695-4804. That's where you can find us, literally. And then also on social media, we are there on Facebook as Jorin Communications and on 
Twitter and also on Instagram as Joanne comes. So you are able, you'll be able to find us on those platforms. And we would really like to hear from, you know, other businesses that would like our help. We don't only offer web. Sometimes even if you don't know that you need a website, whether you are discussing whether you want one or you need one, we are able mm-hmm. to assist in that. And also what sort of budget you should have beforehand. Uh, those kind of things, we do offer those kind of services. Wow, Renani, thank you very much. We are glad to have you this week on our Brand Your Brand, and I'm certain that Joran um, Combs is going to go a long way. And, yeah, good luck with everything. We'll post your um, details on our media, social media platforms and how people can get hold of you. No, thank you very much, for guys, for the call. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Alrighty, Fantastic. Yeah. That was Rindani Nevuladzi from Joran yeah. Communications. Uh, you can get hold of him on www.joran.co.za. And again, his number is 011-695-4804. And his Facebook as well as Twitter, he is Joran Communications. That was um, quite amazing that, you know, he's doing you know, a lot of things within this space and uh, black people are now starting to see the importance of digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, right after the break, we'll be bringing you the brand of the week and the brand bulletin. Stay with us. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter. At Africa Beast Radio Towards a profitable Africa Africa Business Radio Your one-stop resource platform For all things business news Economy, leadership Productivity, investment And more ABR Towards a profitable Africa business, education, and good governance. What would it take to build a better Africa? Join us on The Agenda on Africa Business Radio, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Central African Time. As we discuss these pillars for building a successful Africa, Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Thank you so much for joining us. You're still on Brands of Africa on Africa Business Radio. Remember to have a conversation with us on our various social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Africa Biz Radio. I've been corrected so many times. And hashtag Brands of Africa. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Africa Business Radio. We're now going into our brand bulletin for the week. And I've got an amazing story that I think for marketers and, so, and people are like in the continent, there's a great story. Um, so Prisa is searching for young judges for the PRISM, for the PRISM Awards. In an exciting first for the 20-year-old PRISM Awards, aspiring young PRISM judge wannabes will have the opportunity to be part of this year's judging. The PRISM Young Judges Initiative will see youngsters shadowing experienced PRISM judges as they assess the continent's top public relations campaigns. Entries for the PRISM Awards close on 17 March, culminating in the award ceremony on Saturday, 6 May. While I say 17 March, I, it's important to know that the entries are still open. 
Um, while in its 20th year, it is time to include the youngsters in the planning and behind-the-scenes activities. And this includes the judging process. The young professionals will learn from the highly skilled and professional judging panel that comprises industry leaders from across the communication spectrum, says Bridget Von Holt, the convener of the PRISM Awards. This is a call, obviously, um, to young judges around or young aspirant judges across the continent um, to join the PRISM Awards judging panel. The criteria is as follows. Um, um, judges must be between the ages of 18 and 25, living in Johannesburg, Durban or Cape Town, working in public relations or communication, studying a qualification in public relations or communication. But Marawai, Marawai, <laughs> Fish, we you know when we, was, you, when we were studying PR, being a member of PRISA was, you know, was the utmost goal. Absolutely, yeah. And now that we've over 25, then they had to have these, these, <laughs> these awards. I mean, seriously, come on. <laughs> it's so unfair, saddened. isn't it? So bringing you straight into the brand of the week is Samsung. Uh, Samsung on Wednesday unveiled a new Galaxy X S8 smartphone incorporating the virtual assistant Bixby as it seeks to rebound from a chaotic handset recall and a corruption scandal. So the Korean, uh, South Korean giant mobile chief uh, DJ Core told a New York event that the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus handsets marked a new era of the smartphone. I must say this, um, I actually was online when it um, got released mm. on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central African time, I think. Mm. Um, I'm just going to give you a, a bit of an, if you didn't have time to go online and to see this virtual um, cell phone, it's fitted with screens of 5.8 and a 6.2 inch. The two handset, uh, headsets include Samsung upgraded digital assistant Bigsby, I don't know what that is, competing in a crowded field that includes Apple, Siri, Google Assistant and Amazon, Amazon's Alexa. So yeah, actually now, now that I read it, I know exactly what it is. It's quite nice that they've embedded that um, that human factor. I like Siri. I always used to ask you stupid questions, but you always had <laughs> nice answers for me. The most striking features uh, of the new phone is that the Samsung dubs an, an infinity display, an expanded glass screen that covers the entire front of the uh, device and appears to curve seamlessly around the edges. Now, that is, wow. I wonder how much that That's is. Stunning. Sounds amazing. Um, before we go, I forgot to give out the details to get in touch with the PRISM team. For more information, please contact Balesama Dumo on 072-973-2996 and she's on email palesamadumo at gmail.com palesamadumo spelled P-A-L-E-S-A-M-A-D-U-M-O at gmail.com Well, that brings you to the most, I still say, you know, this is the coolest show in the land. What other show talks you about the believe. brands? <laughs> talks about believe. the brands like we talk about. <laughs> um, it's so sad that it always has to come to an end, and it always comes to an end when we have the most fun. And Soji needs to give an, an, an extension. So, yeah, that is on the cards, and we're still negotiating in fact, that. This is us putting him in the spot. There will be an extension to the show <laughs> in the near future where we're looking at. Three hours in the near f- mm. in the in the long term future, but in the near future, perhaps and a half an hour or an hour, because there's so much to go through. Yes. And I mean, I haven't even gone through all of the stuff I wanted to share with you regarding brand ambassadors. But as usual, this time around, we'll strive to put them on social media for sure. Yes, and next week, fish, we're going to be talking about sponsorships. Oh yes, definitely. So tune in for more detail on conversation about sponsorships. Why you should go into sponsorships, the benefits. 
the do's and don'ts and all of that jazz. My name is Fred Arthur Fish. I'm on social media at Fred Arthur One on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Fred Arthur One. And on <laughs> Facebook, I'm Fred Arthur Fish. And my name is Mpo Maisa. Signing out. Uh, my names are all the same on all various platforms. So get us get get, Actually, uh, no, get in touch. Not. I hate they, to break it to you. They're not they on Instagram. Are, they're not. But you, if you search Mpo Maisa, you'll find uh, oh. Mpo. In HD, because I'm high definition like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it was so nice being with you guys. And remember to catch us next week, 10 o'clock. We'll be talking about uh, sponsorships. And as always, have a fantastic weekend. Have Fish. a good one. You too, my friend. And everybody else, have a good one. Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, Towards a Profitable Africa.